Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. Good afternoon and welcome to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, delighted to be with you today along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. She graduated from the University of North Texas Health Science Center in Fort Worth, Texas College of Osteopathic Medicine, did her residency at the Corpus Christi Family Medicine Residency Program in Corpus Christi, and has been with WellMed at the Ingram location as a PCP since 2015. And as always, Dr. Charles, it is great to be with you. Nice to see you, Ron. And the topic we take up today is one that I know is really close to your heart and your practice, which is improving the patient experience. And it's something that uh, I guess you strive to do every day. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's what we're here for, right? We want to make sure that our patients are getting a good experience when they come and see us here at the clinic. And we're going to reach down to uh, South Stewart, Florida at the WellMed Clinic where Dr. Monica Brown joins us. She earned her medical degree at the Nova Southeastern University College of Osteopathic Medicine in Fort Lauderdale. Like Dr. Charles, she is also an osteopath, completed her residency in internal medicine at Wellington Regional Medical Center in Wellington, Florida, board certified in internal medicine and a member of the American Association of Osteopathic Physicians. And Dr. Charles, uh, she grew up in the great state of Florida, uh, California, pardon me, and you grew up in the great state of Texas. Dr. Brown, great to have you on board. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here today. What is it that led you into the practice of medicine? Why a doctor? So I think that's a really loaded question, but I'm going to say what <laughs> really ultimately led me to the field of medicine. So I always good was good at science and math. And, you know, I really didn't have a use for all of this random material that I was good at memorizing. But medicine is the right platform, at least for me, to be able to marry this ability to memorize things and understand things on a critical level, but also to touch people and interact with people and make an impact on someone's individual life. Or in geriatrics, when we're taking care of the 65 and up, it's really the family. And I guess the question would be, why geriatrics for you? So it didn't happen that way on purpose necessarily, <laughs> but in my last practice, we saw a mix of commercial, you know, working age patients, and we also started taking care of the Medicaid age patients as well. And I really just found my niche. I had such great relationships with the patients and their family members, and I feel like my bedside manner and the way I try and approach a patient works really well with that patient population. And as I came to WellMed, I really just focused on some of the challenges and barriers that our seniors face. And WellMed has kind of tried, at least made an attempt to make care easier for that patient population. So this is the right place for me, at least, to practice geriatrics. And I like to hear you mention bedside manner because Dr. Charles and I have talked about uh, what it is about of the study to become an osteopathic medicine uh, versus an MD. And a lot of that has to do with touching patients. Mm -hmm. 
touching patients both physically, you know, we do learn um, osteopathic manipulative treatment while training. Not all of us, not all osteopaths actually do it in practice every day. Personally, I don't do it that often, but osteopathy is also a philosophy. So we also take with us the approach. We don't just treat pathology. We don't just treat disease we actually seek wellness. And so part of our job kind of built into whatever profession, whatever specialty we go into is really looking at the whole person, mind, body, soul, and really the social context that their disease state might exist in because that's what's gonna help us reach a better state of wellness is really understanding the whole picture. It's interesting to hear you say that Dr. George Rapier who really founded and uh, spearheaded and pioneered WellMed, uh, has often said, and, and if you were here, we would say it again, uh, that it's a lot better uh, to keep patients well than to try to intervene once they become sick. Absolutely. I mean, I think that just makes sense, but we certainly, I'm sure Dr. Charles could agree with me, we see that in practice. You know, one of the things I had on my list to discuss in terms of improving the patient experience is seeing your doctor on a periodic basis, whether you're sick or not. You know, we don't want to form this relationship where we're only seeing each other when, you know, it's about to be a hospitalization or there's a catastrophe or something's going wrong. We also want to check in to make sure things don't build up in the three to four months that I don't see you. And that we're also indicating you're doing well. You know, you've lost weight. You've increased your physical activity. Your cholesterol is better. Let's keep this going. So, yeah, I definitely agree with the, the concept of let's promote the wellness. Now, we're going to talk more about that in a moment. But for those of you who may have just joined us, let me tell you, you're listening to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Maurice Charles, and down in the great state of Florida in Stewart, Florida, at the WellMed Clinic there in South Stewart. We're talking with Dr. Monica Brown. And when we talked, Dr. Brown, about improving the patient experience, uh, I noted uh, earlier off the air that this is patient experience week, April 25th mm -hmm. to the 29th. Who knew they had a week for that? Uh, but, <laughs> but to your mind, what, what does that mean, improving the patient experience? So I think part of that is setting realistic expectations for patients. I remember I read a survey not too long ago that said patients expect to spend 90 minutes or more with their physician at their annual assessment. And that kind of just made me say, whoa, no wonder people walk away being dissatisfied sometimes because their expectations are not in check. So starting with that, making sure patients understand what the purpose of each visit is and reassuring them that if we don't get to everything at your annual physical, I'm happy to see you in the next couple of weeks to discuss something else. So that's kind of number one for me, making sure they understand the, the purpose of each visit. Your annual is to focus on existing medical conditions and to make sure you're up to date with all of your age-related and risk-related health screenings, as well as your vaccines. And of course, since I know you well and you're not a new patient to me, we're also going to make sure that your chronic conditions are well managed with either medications, specialists, what have you. So understanding the purpose is important. From there, we make sure that we periodically see each other so that in between the time that I don't see you, we have a plan that we're working on. We have a 
you know, a group of medications that we're using to treat your chronic conditions. And each time we check in with each other, we're making sure those things are stable. Another thing that I think is important for, you know, patient satisfaction and improving the experience is making sure that patients are on board with you. I can't just name off these medications and you just kind of nod your head. It really helps if you bring your medications so that you know exactly what medications you're on and what purpose you're on them. A lot of patients I've had, you know, they're taking this medication for 10 years. They don't remember what doctor put them on it. They don't know what it's for. And they really can't even tell me if it's working for them. So that's somewhat of a problem. So being able to review that at every visit or at least a couple times throughout the year definitely improves the patient experience. And, and one of the things, like when you, you know, when you say bring your medications in, Dr. Charles, mm -hmm. that includes the over-the-counter medications and supplements you may be taking as well, correct? Absolutely. You know, we often, um, you know, just like Dr. Brown was saying, um, it's surprising how many times I've had those conversations with patients who bring in or who forget to bring in their bottles and they're telling me it's it's the little white one, Doc, that I'm taking. It's a little white and pill. <laughs> they don't know what it's for and they don't know the name. So um, bringing in those medication bottles to every visit makes all the difference, because then we can open the bottle up, take a look at it. Yes, this is the white one. Okay, this is what it's for. This is what it's called. And then also knowing that sometimes different pharmacies, different manufacturers may, it may look different. And so we can't really rely on just it being the little white round mm -hmm. one, because there's so many that can fit that description. Um, but it does make a difference for them to bring in any supplements they might be taking. You know, I have some patients that don't take anything and then some patients that bring in this like bag or, you know, bag full of different supplements and some of them contain the same ingredients. And so they're double or triple dosing on certain vitamins, which can affect their well-being. So it is important for them to bring us all the medications they're taking, including the supplements. And the other thing I've heard you mention, Dr. Charles, and I'm sure Dr. Brown, you've come across this as well, where a patient will bring in their medication and you discover that if they're really taking it, there shouldn't be a full bottle. Uh, it, it's apparent they're not taking all that medication uh, as prescribed. Yes. I don't know if you have this experience, Dr. Brown, but I certainly all the time. <laughs> I just had one today that swore she was taking her medication every day, but I don't understand why the pharmacy will send me my medicines when I still have so much. And they sent me, I have four bottles of this and it's already time to fill it again. What are you talking about? How in the world do you have four bottles? It's not mathematically sound. The math skills, we can't. Um, now, I, you know, I often will talk to them about using a pillbox um, to try to help remind them to make sure they really are taking it every day. It's so easy when you're in this routine to, to, you know, think that you took the medication when you actually mm -hmm. didn't. Yep. And the, the challenge, Dr. Brown, we'll talk about that in just a couple of moments, is helping patients understand why they need consistently to take that medication, that skipping a day, and maybe people do that to try and extend out the medicine because they can't afford it, but it's really a disservice to them. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. We're listening to WellMed Radio, and we're delighted you're joining us. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles.
Nervous about going to see the doctor? At WellMed, many patients can see a doctor from the comfort of home with My Health Lite Now. Enjoy a secure private medical appointment using a computer, smartphone, or tablet. You can even get same-day appointments. Go to www.myhealthlightnow.com to register or download the My Health Lite Now app. Interested in becoming a WellMed patient? Visit discoverwellmed.com. We're so pleased you're with us here on Wellman Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Maurice Charles, talking on our Wellman Radio hotline from South Stewart, Florida, at the Wellman Clinic. Dr. Monica Brown joins us, a doctor of osteopathy. And Dr. Brown, we were talking about people who may not consistently be taking their medication. Uh, maybe they're figuring, well, you know, it'll last longer if I skip a day, or if it's supposed to be two times a day, I'll only take it once a day. It'll be just as effective. Do you see that? And what do you say to the patients? So I see that all the time. Just recently, I had a patient that was trying to extend his insulin by only taking it every other day. Wow. And it definitely explained why his diabetes control was so poor. But um, as Dr. Charles mentioned, it sometimes opens up a, a greater discussion. Sometimes you unearth some memory issues. Sometimes you realize that the cost of this medication is just not practical for this patient, or there's a side effect that they just can't tolerate, but they've been trying to follow your instructions, so they're still taking it, or maybe less than. So it's a, it's definitely good to review that medication, um, you know, in the presence of your your prescriber, because certainly can give them more information and improve your you know your chronic conditions and your experience with the medications as well. And when you come across, for example, a memory problem, how do you deal with that? So there's a couple of things. I mean, when we're talking about the 65 and up population, there's, of course, age-related memory loss, which can be normal and augmented a little bit. And then there's everything that would fall in the category of dementia. So we really do a pretty thorough workup. We make sure we do a cognition exam to see if there's been a decline in cognition. And then, of course, depending on our findings, we can hook you up with any necessary resources in the community. We can potentially start medication. If we feel like we need to pull in a specialist like a neurologist, we can do that as well. I keep trying to remember those four words that they give me at that test uh, so that when I come <laughs> back the next time, I'll know them. But they keep changing the words, we Dr. Switch Brown. switch them up. Exactly. I was going to say, I tell them to switch up the words. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Uh, you know, that's... And, Go ahead, yeah, Dr. Charles. Say, you know, that is one very good thing about these clinics here with WellMed is that we really try to focus on prevention and early diagnosis of conditions through screening. So there's a lot of screening exams that we do. And that's one thing that patients that maybe have been at, at other clinics may not have experienced and may find strange, but also important for them to know the reason why we do those. So we like to screen for things like neuropathy or um, vascular disease. And so what is those a neuropathy? Are tests. Neuropathy is 
when the um, nerve function, especially in the lower extremities in the feet, is not quite as good as it once was. And some people will have burning and tingling and pain, but other people simply don't notice that the feeling or the sensation in their feet has decreased. And this can lead to calluses and ulcers and all kinds of complications, um, especially in patients that are diabetic. But um, even in somebody who's not diabetic, if they don't have good sensation in their feet, it could lead to more problems. So um, yeah, so that's something else that we like to do and make sure that we do for our patients. And, And Dr. Brown, for improving the patient experience, Whose responsibility is that, the patient or the clinic? Well, so that's a good way to to ask that question. I really think it's both. I think the clinic should be structured and staffed in such a way that we can accomplish that at every visit, making sure we're pushing the needle forward and patients can leave and come with high expectations of each appointment. But then um, it's important for the patients to have realistic expectations, as I was saying prior. Um, So coming with an agenda is helpful, but understanding what the doctor is there to help you with as well. Um, so I would say it, it kind of falls, falls on both shoulders, both the and clinic it, it, and the patient. It's interesting. That experience really begins when the patient walks in the clinic mm-hmm. and Definitely. how they feel, how it looks, how receptive it is. And then they go up to ordinarily a desk and that person behind the desk is so critical to creating a welcoming feeling. Absolutely. And I definitely would say more than other places that I've ever worked, WellMed really does strive to feel like your patient-centered home as we use in Medicare language. We do want um, our staff to be familiar with you. We want our medical assistants to greet you by name. We want you to feel like you're coming back to us, not just showing up for an appointment makes a difference in how you feel about your primary care um, provider and the place where you seek care. And the other thing I like, and, and I happen to be a well-met patient myself and have been uh, into several clinics, they all have a, a home look feel uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to hardback metal chairs stuck around the wall. I I'm think glad you noticed true. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I do think the, um, that when they design each WellMed clinic, they go out of their way for it to have a, a homey feel. So, um, yeah, so you will find more comfortable chairs. You know, if your appointment is running a little bit late, you know, someone may offer you some water or some coffee. Um, we're really going to try and make you feel comfortable. We try and be on time, but in those times when we are running a little bit behind, we know how valuable your time is. And so we're going to try and do our best to make you comfortable while you're waiting. I can be an ordinary patient, and uh, about a year or so ago, I'm, I'm at my eye doctor for an appointment, uh, and uh, I needed to have some things checked, and I was put in an exam room, and the doctor who was to see me kept walking in the hallway outside the exam room. I'm assuming she was busy, uh, but I was kept in that room for 45 minutes uh, mm-hmm. before the doctor walked in, and, and when she walked in, She just said, all right, let's get this going. And I said, you know, it really would have been nice if you had said, I'm so sorry I kept you waiting. Mm -hmm. What a difference that would have made. Yeah, just the acknowledgement that your time is just as valuable as mine. Exactly. And what are the other things in improving the patient experience, Dr. Brown, that you'd like to touch on? 
So one of the things that um, we've implemented here in South Stewart is the care summary. Um, I've found that for patients, especially those that have a little bit of issue with memory or they have a caregiver or a family member that helps with their medications, it's very useful to have a written care summary. I try and include any changes that will be made to any of the medications, any referrals or specialists the patients need to follow up with, anything that's due, like if they're due for their mammogram or their bone density scan, or we're still waiting for their colon cancer screening that they'll be doing at home, I make sure they leave with a piece of paper that reminds them of those things, as well as when their next visit is. And you know, my veterinarian does that for my dog. <laughs> Yeah, and shouldn't you be able to expect the same from your primary, you know? I found that since we implemented the care summary, it has drastically improved patients' understanding of, you know, what they need to be. I call it their homework, right? Their homework before their next appointment. They really understand what the next visit is about and what is their responsibility to accomplish. And it serves as a great physical reference. You know, a lot of our patients in this age population, they don't use a smartwatch. They don't use a smartphone to remind them of these things. So a good old fashioned piece of paper that they can stick on their refrigerator is very helpful. What do you think, Dr. Charles? Absolutely. No, we also, um, I think that's, you know, one of the things that is an expectation of all of the PCPs and, um, and advanced care providers like our nurse practitioners and our PAs, um, we are uh, expected to provide that visit summary at the end of each uh, visit, you know, here at the clinic. And so even if they're here for something acute, um, we are supposed to uh, provide them with that document. And I agree that it makes a world of difference. If you have a paper that you leave the clinic with that states, these are your medications, this is what's been changed. These are the things that we need you to do. For example, I need you to start checking your blood pressures for me and I want you to do it once a week. And this is what normal blood pressure is supposed to be to empower the patient to learn more about their disease process. And also um, that guides us with any medication changes that we might need to make. It's the same when point. we discover, yeah, that somebody's blood pressure or blood sugar or diabetes is out of control. Sometimes we do give the patient some homework, you know, to start documenting. And we may have them come back, say, say their visit with me is not for another four months, but I'm worried about their blood pressure or their diabetes. I may have them come back a little sooner, maybe with one of my PAs to review those, um, that homework that we give them, you know, the, the blood pressure readings or the sugar logs. And that way we can have, you know, more close follow-up with those patients so that their disease process doesn't get worse before their next visit and that we can make changes in a timely fashion. And Dr. Brown, in this age of uh, COVID, are you finding that some of your patients are still hesitant to come in? Not so much. We have a few. Luckily, WellMed has an answer to that, which has worked really well, which is the telemedicine visits, which is available by a lot of primary care doctors nowadays. So we do have that as an option. I feel like patients are more at the state of vaccine fatigue. People don't really want to talk about it anymore. They don't, they've already made their decisions. So I do try and address that in appropriate way with each patient. But People at this point in Florida, at least, we've had most people willing to come into the clinic. And one of the I things think, when you go ahead, oh, I was just going to say, I, I think people are pretty relieved 
to be back in the clinics yeah. and um, yes. they still, I think, are cranky with the masks, but we do huh. still value the masks and feel that those are important to wear. So we do yeah. still require masks here in the office. Um, but I agree, you know, with the, the vaccines and we're still encouraging people to get their vaccines and get yeah. their boosters if appropriate. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you're right. It, it is hard. Sometimes there are some patients that have made those decisions. And all right. You know, Dr. Brown, one of the things as a patient I really appreciate is where the provider explains to me what they're doing, why they're doing it, and what they're looking for, as mm -hmm. opposed to just, here, let me draw a little blood ham in your arm. Totally agree. Same thing with setting expectations and making sure, you know, sometimes being a patient is very invasive. You're taking my blood, you're listening to my heart, but being able to explain to you the value of this it relieves people a little bit and they're on board. They understand. I remember we have little kids and the last time I took them to the doctor, the pediatrician said as, as she was listening to one of our boys heartbeat here, do you want to hear it? Mm -hmm. And put the stethoscope in his ears. What a difference that made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of calms some fears. And maybe the adult version of that is really explaining what the blood tests are that we do, the screening tests are. Exactly. Why we're so concerned about these results. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to say goodbye to you. You've been a great, great guest, and I hope we get well, a chance to talk with you. Well, thank you for having me. Well, thank this you so wonderful. much. wonderful. Thank you. Thank Talking you both. Talking with Dr. Monica Brown, DO, Doctor of Osteopathy at the WellMed Clinic in South Stewart, Florida. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. Thanks so much for being with us on WellMed Radio. Executive producers for WellMed Radio are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker. And associate producers are Natalie Ibera and Maurice Hudson. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on WellMed Radio. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.